Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for up to half the cost. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Savings based on cost of Consumer Cellular single line 1, 5, and 10 gig data plans with unlimited talk and text compared to lowest cost single line postpaid unlimited talk text and data plans offered by T-Mobile and Verizon January 2024. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey, Ken, did you know that gold is the only currency that's held its value since the dark? of money. Well, I did. Thanks to our friends at Legacy Precious Metals, the most trusted name in gold investing. Investing in gold protects you against inflation and gives you a hedge against stock market volatility. Don't leave your retirement to chance. Call Legacy Precious Metals today at 866-691-2173. Or download your free investor's guide now at buylegacygold.com. That's buylegacygold.com. If you haven't seen this uh, video, it's making big news out of Orange County today. This little girl that was attacked by a coyote along the beach north of the pier in Huntington Beach. Um, You know, when you go to the beach, people are always thinking about sharks and stuff like that. Mm -hmm, Yeah. Would you expect a coyote to come along and nip at your little kid? I don't know if you've seen the video, John. Um, No, I haven't. I'll watch it now. Um, The reason... I think you should watch it because uh, how do I put this? Um, you, you see, it's 9.45 p.m. It's surprising that there's some element of light to the to the video. I did not know the time until I just started looking at the story before the show. I, you're not supposed to be on the beach, I don't think, after dark anyway. But um, the, the, the reason I was a little bit stunned in watching the video is that the coyote comes along and tackles a little girl and everybody looks oblivious. What you have to realize after watching it a second time is that the mother is some distance in front of the little girl on the beach. So the video was taken from the sand further back towards you know land. So it's from a distance. And the little girl gets uh, tackled by the coyote. Apparently the attack goes on for about 10 seconds. And then you see the mother, I think it's the mother, she turns around and kind of walks up there. But by then the coyote runs away and the little girl stands up. The little girl actually walks back towards the beach. Well, they're claiming that she's in serious condition from the attack. And there's also a couple of other people to the left of the mother and the little girl. And I guess are also standing further up on the beach. So it's the perspective that threw me off. But I'm like, did she scream? Did she yell? Did she? Because nobody for like 10 seconds seems to react as the coyote tackles her. It's, how do I put it, in a way kind of weird and comical? When I looked at it, I looked at it three times because I couldn't believe what I was seeing. Um, 
they ended up finding and killing or shooting two coyotes. They killed one near Pacific Coast Highway in Golden West Arena. Uh, but they do not believe that that coyote was responsible for the attack. The second coyote, which was injured by gunfire, that's the one they believe attacked the girl. But it says they tried to trap it. They chased it, but it disappeared into the wetlands. So now they're going to continue with the California Department of Fish and Game to track and euthanize the coyote that ran off. How, how are they going to find a specific coyote? I mean, there's that's, tons of them out there. This one would be injured. That might be a clue. Oh, Apparently I they did injure it with gunfire. Oh, I right? see. They killed one. They injured the other. So well, Maybe it's going to go and curl up and die somewhere. Yeah, well, again, you know, we just talked about this a couple of weeks ago. This girl's going to have to have the rabies shots unless they catch the one that bit her, the one that's injured, and then they, you know, cut it up and test it for rabies. But Yeah, the coyotes are all over the place, and uh, the dryer the beach, gets... though? You don't think of the beach, because I think no, of them being you... more in wooded areas where they're looking for game or something that they could... But no. I, they'll look for food anywhere. They're probably in alleyways looking for people's garbage cans. Or... Yeah, they don't have they don't have fear of people often anymore because they're just around a lot now, and because they don't have as much uh, food and water wherever their habitat is, they're, they're wandered around in uh, urban areas. I see them in our neighborhood all the time, and we're all paved over. Oh, I see oh, them yeah. in my neighborhood too every single day. Yeah. This one, yeah. this story gets even creepier because after bystanders came, the coyote circles back. Says the mother is yeah, holding the little girl in her arms and uh, uh, the coyote comes back a third time searching the area near the shoreline as no, another couple walks up to the sand. They simply have no fear. They're not spooked. They're not afraid of humans. You know, no, they, I guess and not. And they, they know they can run real fast. And I guess the coyote thought so, the little girl was the size of some kind of prey that it could take down. Yeah, I mean, you know, they're, they're described they're, as a two or a three year old. They're predators. They don't. They don't have any particular uh, thought going on other than that looks like uh, good food there. I'm right. hungry. I'm going to eat that. They don't. Yeah. Know, they don't know it's a girl any more than they know it's a squirrel. It's just something alive that looks like I can eat it. Now, they, yeah. So uh, they said the coyote sightings are pretty common in Huntington Beach. Uh, they're seen in the park and some of the wetlands area, uh, but lately yeah, people have been spotting them on the beach. They look like gangsters to me, the way they skulk together, especially if you catch them at uh, dusk or at night. They're, they just have a, a menacing gang-like look about them. Like the hyenas and the lions? Oh, yeah. No, I used to, I remember, uh, I was uh, scared of them when um, uh, my uh, kids were really little and i push them around in a carriage in the neighborhood. And I came up face to face with one, and uh, he easily could have jumped in the carriage and uh, eaten my son. Oh. So I, I backed away and hid behind a car just to get out of his sight, right. figuring he, you know, they would have a short attention span and uh, well, run I on. I talked to a, a professor who said, uh, "Yeah, Eric Strauss, uh, President's Professor of Biology at Loyola Marymount, the Center for Urban Resilience." What? The names of things now just amazes me. Uh, it's not unusual for coyotes to forage on public beaches because the sand is often filled with natural food resources of what people leave behind, like a day at the beach, maybe a piece of sandwich or something or a chip. Or, um, and because it was 945 at night, 
Coyotes are very active in urban habitats, especially if the beach oh, was I... otherwise uh, lacking people. Um, he says he's not surprised, too, they didn't hear the girl being attacked because you have the noise of the surf and the wind. And I don't know what distance apart they were, but that was the part that stunned me. It's like the coyote tackles the child and everyone's oblivious. Yeah, they got there. I finally got to see it after all these commercials. Yeah, they're not looking at the girl. And it is noisy when you're walking along the beach. And like I said, I think and, the girl's behind them on the beach. Yeah, they're like in front, closer to the water. They're, they're looking at the water. She's behind them. And uh, yeah, the coyote gave her a good uh, a good chilling. You could see that. Yeah, he, he, he knocked her down and uh, kind of ripped her over there. Yeah, it's a her. weird freak. But she gets up, like I said, by the end of the video, and she's yeah. walking back towards the beach like, and I just want to go in the water and rinse off. Yeah, I don't know what that is about. She's but, uh, probably bleeding. Yeah, and I, uh, I feel bad because if they don't, catch this coyote and test it they, she's gonna have to have the rabies treatments well she's got to start getting the rabies treatments now anyway oh yeah right away yeah within 24 hours you got it i'm sure she's already got a shot yeah what was the story we just did with about that uh that you have the, the rabies treatment it was somebody that got uh, attacked or bit yeah there was a guy uh, died in iowa yeah but from there's a, a story more recently just a week or two ago. oh yeah right i forgot which what it was yeah it was a similar situation where you're just gonna have to have oh it was in washington dc and uh, remember the, the the guy that was walking around the Senate building? What attacked him? Was it a... a was it a... Oh, I forgot. Congressman. Yeah, it was an animal. It was a... What's that? Yeah, it was not a congressman. It was a... Well, yeah, it was a congressman. It was a fox. That's right. Oh, fox, that's fox. right. A fox bit okay. the California congressman, and he had to have the rabies treatments. That's right. Or did the fox. congressman b bite the fox? <laughs> or it could go either way. Vice versa. All right. Some of the congressmen got, are rabid. All right, we got more coming up. John and Ken, KFI. All right, one of the annoying big stories this week is uh, the dopey water restrictions that are coming back, which are useless. Dealing with people watering their lawns, it's just nonsense when only 10% of the usage is urban. But um, one of the problems that we're going to probably have again this year, and we have a dopey governor who's up for re-election on the ballot, is it could be a problem with the power grids because there is power, which is generated from water, hydroelectric power. And there are concerns that there won't be, because these reservoirs won't be able to pump out as much electricity as they should, even, even if they keep operating. Uh, the drought last summer shut down the hydro dam at Lake Oroville, which is California's second largest reservoir for five months. And they also believe it's possible that this year, because of the lack of water, we're going to have the same problem and the state may have to resort to rolling blackouts. So on this topic, apparently Governor Dippity Doo is rethinking his, the, the promise that was made to close the state's last nuclear power plant. I don't know how familiar people are with Diablo Canyon, which is up the coast there north of Pismo Beach. That's where it's located. And there were plans to close it down by the year 2025. But Newsom has uh, told reporters he's reconsidering that in light of the fact, and don't we always come back to this, California's attempt to go completely renewable is not going to be good enough to feed well, the state's need for power. See, it, it is failing, which we've told you for years, that it was going to fail, and it is failing uh, for all reasons we always go through, is that wind and solar is not very reliable, and uh, there's very little battery storage for the power that wind and solar creates. Right. And, and obviously the demand for power just, just goes nothing but up. 
right, with all the technology companies we have in this state. That uses enormous amounts of electricity. And I, I'm, I don't know how much cryptocurrency mining we have going on in California, but I, but I heard the other day that they've got uh, cryptocurrency mining, uh, which requires an enormous amount of electricity for keep the computers going that creates Bitcoin and all the other nonsense. But, but the, 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 the cryptocurrency in Fort Worth, Texas, that mining operation, uh, uses more power than all Fort Worth combined. What? Yeah, it, I've never heard this story. Yeah, it, it it's tremendous amounts of power. I've heard of cryptocurrency mining, but I didn't know it took that much oh, electricity. Oh, yeah, the cryptocurrency mining uses up more electricity than Apple, Amazon, uh, uh, Tesla. But it's a small percentage of the population doing it, is it not? Or? But it, 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 they have huge banks of computers oh, to I create the Bitcoin out of complex mathematical problems. It's nearly impossible to explain to a normal person. <laughs> but they, what they do is they set up, yeah. they they set up a lot of um, um, of these cryptocurrency mining operations in uh, near hydroelectric power plants, like in the Pacific Northwest, where they have a lot of water that creates a lot of power, and the power is really cheap. Or they go to countries where the power is really cheap, yeah. uh, and uh, if the it, it it just absorbs a lot of a lot of resources, tremendous amount of resources. The Pacific the, Gas and Electric is uh, the owner of Diablo Canyon. It generated 6% of the state's power last year. Now, what Newsom said, he's going to ask for $6 billion in federal money to rescue nuclear reactors facing closure. This is a clear admission that they know. See, behind the scenes, the stuff we don't hear, all you hear is all the happy talk about, oh, California's on its way to 100% renewables. We're leading the country and the world in this type of uh, uh, effort to battle climate change. But behind the closed doors in these rooms where they try to map out what's really going on, they're nervous like they are every year. Well, they're not going to be able to do it. Yeah, blackouts, brownouts, whatever you want to call but them, uh, really, really annoy people. And they'll react to that. Well, this they, will get the, the idiot off the couch who's just sitting there streaming shows or staring at something on YouTube to really react if you're suddenly knocked out the power like a the, third world country. The, the, the green energy promise is a fraud. And we've told you for a long time, a lot of these proclamations that Newsom makes will never come to pass. It, it's simply impossible. Just physically right. impossible. One thing that's physically impossible is they're never going to make enough energy out of wind and solar power anytime soon. They simply won't. So last year, what did they do? They, they were going to close some natural gas-powered plants. They reversed it. Uh, this year, they were going to close a nuclear power plant. Looks like they're going to reverse it. Uh, they started stealing energy from other states, literally intercepting energy that was meant to go to Arizona from the Northwest. But it had to pass through California. We took the energy before it reached California. He has to do this because their whole fantasy is a failure. It's stupid. It's just stupid. You well, it can't, can't do achieve, it. It can't get us to 100% renewable. No, it's it, not enough of it. Although they're acting like in this story in the El Segundo Times that battery storage, stunning growth of lithium-ion battery storage. No. But they do admit these renewables play much less of a role because when the sun isn't shining and the wind isn't blowing, it becomes a big problem to use these and, type of and, energy source. And storage is a, is a huge problem. They have not been able to come up with mass storage of uh, wind and solar 
created energy. They say it simply does not exist. See, a lot of this stuff does not exist. It's 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 hype. It's fantasy. It's the way they would like a perfect world to be. There's 93 nuclear reactors in the United States. They they provide a, a fair amount of energy, and there's there's. Uh, in fact, I was gonna I was gonna look that up. I looked it up before. I mean, I think it's like nineteen uh, percent of the energy comes from nuclear reactors. It it, it it's great. There should be a uh, hundred nuclear reactors in California. It's, oh, apparently, stop. and polls are showing that people are much more receptive. They're no longer filled with yeah. the horror stories of the seventies, oh. and which is long gone. By the way, there's another factor which is pushing Newsom to consider keeping Diablo open. The U.S. Commerce Department is considering tariffs on imported solar panels, which will make them very expensive, and it could hinder construction of a bunch of projects that California is counting on to avoid blackouts the next few summers. So it's another reason he's acting with some sense of urgency. The Department of Commerce tariff issue is one of the biggest stories in the country, Newsom told the Times editorial board looking at retroactive 250% tariffs for everything coming out of Malaysia or Vietnam and Taiwan. That's serious. So that's another reason why he's acting uh, a little more serious about keeping the uh, nuclear power plant open. They're going to have tremendous problems with this green energy because a lot of the uh, rare earth minerals that you need to uh, create electrical batteries in electric cars comes from China. Solar panels, largely manufactured in China, too. Uh, with the state of China shutting down hundreds of millions of people because of another one of those ridiculous COVID scares, and with their with their bad politics and the weird uh, competitiveness that they have with us, they could hold us hostage at any moment. It right. is it, it it it's it's like Europe not creating their own uh, natural gas supply, instead relying on Russia. We're going to rely on all the manufacturing in China. Well, good luck. That could turn sour any day, and we could be completely screwed. We're, we're sitting on tons of oil and tons of natural gas. We should be pumping it and burning it all day and night and building nuclear reactors, which are 100% clean. And so they work. To do this, Pacific Gas and Electric is going to have to, they say, spend billions of dollars on upgrades because there's earthquake safety situation there with the, this power plant on the coast. Well, then that's what you're supposed to do. That's how you manage a state properly. Now, Instead of spending billions of dollars on what? Uh, illegal alien aid? How many billions of dollars do we spend on that? <laughs> you know? Instead, you know, put up a wall. Stop the illegal alien flow. Stop sending billions of dollars in, in, in welfare aid to illegal immigrants and, and spend it on, uh, you know, earthquake upgrades for the nuclear reactors. Yeah, I have to do something. I mean, for a state that wants everybody to go electric like their cars they, and everything else we have, they're going to have to find a way to make sure the supply the, is certain. The thing, the thing is they can want all they want. They, you know that that you know what I I want I want billions of dollars to to rain on me from the sky tonight. It's not going to happen. I want people in government who are realistic and intelligent and enough with the fairy tales. They're they're smoking some terrible drug if they think any of this green energy stuff is going to come to pass. Europe just got religion right. They just figured out. Oh boy, that was a bad idea. I, I mean, I'm, we're, we're, something's going to happen here, and we're going to realize once and for all, this is a stupid fantasy. All right, we got more coming up. John and Ken, KFI. One more note, so you don't think I'm crazy. There is a company that is building a Bitcoin mining operation uh, just down the road from the city of Fort Worth. 
that is going to use enough electricity to mine Bitcoin that would power 200,000 homes during peak times, like a gigawatt of electricity, 200,000 homes. And the number of single-family households in Fort Worth is about 200,000. And this, this Bitcoin mining plant by itself is going to use that much power. And they're building right. it, and it's going to be online next year. The hell with Bitcoin, then. We can't go there. We don't have enough power to keep it going. Uh, this is quite a story. Uh, we only found it because it was, uh, uh, I guess, a link to it from the Daily Caller. But it's actually from the San Francisco Chronicle. The title is Broken Homes. San Francisco spends millions of dollars to shelter its most vulnerable residents in dilapidated hotels. With little oversight or support, the results are disastrous. Apparently, the Chronicle assigned a couple of reporters to dig through documents, to interview people, to go to these hotels and find out exactly what happened. And as you know, this was the great idea during the pandemic because we didn't want the homeless on the streets. That could be a real problem with COVID. And then to put them into congregate shelters, that's no good because they're on top of each other. Let's get them all hotel rooms. The city's Department of Homelessness and Supportive Housing pays nonprofit groups to provide rooms and aid to formerly homeless people in about 70 single-room occupancy hotels. They call them SROs. The buildings are the cornerstone of a $160 million program, which they called Permanent Supportive Housing, which is supposed to help people rebuild their lives after time on the streets. Well, because San Francisco leaders have neglected the hotels and failed to meaningfully regulate the nonprofits that operate them, many of the buildings have descended into a pattern of chaos, crime, and death, according to the investigation. Where do you hear these uh, statistics from this uh, report? <clears throat> By the way, they spent months interviewing more than 150 people that were, they call them supportive housing tenants, the vagrants. Uh, it says here, the goal was to provide some residents with enough stability to enter more independent housing. But of the 515 tenants tracked by the government after they left permanent supportive housing in 2020, a quarter died in the program. So they exited by passing away, according to city data. An additional 21% returned to homelessness, 27% just left for an unknown destination. Only about a quarter of the people that they put in this program found stable homes, mostly by moving in with friends or family or into some other taxpayer-subsidized building. At least 166 people fatally overdosed in these city-funded hotels in the years 2020 and 2021. That was 14% of all the confirmed overdose deaths in the city of San Francisco, even though these hotels house less than 1% of the city's population. We had heard about this. Remember we talked about this, I think, in 2020? There were reports coming from San Francisco about what was going on in these hotels, including bringing them drugs and booze. Remember those stories? Yeah. Yeah, that's, that was the city's idea. This. Provide concierge uh, waitstaff to uh, bring all their addictions uh, right to their hotel room door. This is, it's the exact same behavior out on the streets. There's, there's nothing magic about putting drug-addicted, insane people under under the same roof together. Well, so that this... Oh, no, this is supposed to solve it. All they need is a place to live, a stable room. Yeah. See, well, they, they know, the thing is, they know that's not true. They know what goes on in there. They don't care. Well, residents here, it, let, me, let me read more from this because this is wild. Residents have threatened to kill staff members, chase them with metal pipes, 
lit fires inside their rooms. At the Henry Hotel on 6th Street, a tenant was hospitalized after a neighbor for a second time streamed bug spray into their eyes. Last May, less than a mile away at something called the Winton Hotel, a resident slashed another tenant's face with a knife, leaving a trail of blood out the building. Much of the instability stems from a small group of tenants who did not receive the support they need. See, the way the Chronicle wrote this with their reporters, it's the city's fault. Their homeless care workers Be- are not checking on because, these people enough. Because not- government workers don't care. What they do is they... they I don't they think ca- they should care. And I've given up. And I don't sh- care that they don't care. I know, but... It, they, it's they, up to the homeless people to get their lives together or get the hell out. But th- I'm th- tired this, of everyone th- saying it's up to us to take care of them. That's over with. It's not up to us. And the government workers are not going to take care of them either. And and neither are the uh, nonprofit workers. None of them are capable. None of them care. It really is too much trouble. And, and they just want to well, get paid. I wouldn't want somebody chasing after me with a knife. No. I'd say, it, it, I'd it's say a, to hell with this. That's why you have to put You're the, sending me after crazy people. Right. So you have to put them. You know, them. they approach this like, well, these are just people that can't. They're down on their luck. No, you get there and they're out of their minds. They're, they're high on drugs and they're going to chase you with a knife. There are certain phrases that are propaganda phrases. Down on their luck is one of them. It's to manipulate you so you feel guilty and feel sad. Oh, they're down on their luck. Exactly what luck was that? No, they aren't. They're just dirtbag drug addicts. They're crazy people. They need to be put in mental health centers and drug addiction centers, for starters, forcibly, for a long yeah, time. Right, right. The idea with, of just putting people into a hotel building no. without any rules uh, and letting them just well, run wild, be, now you see the results. Because because there was so much pressure to get them off the streets and try to reduce the numbers in the streets, they just moved them into any dilapidated dump of a building and paid the guy who owned the building, you know, the slumlord, here, here's some money, take all these people in. And, the, and the, what did I mention? The middleman, these nonprofits, that's who took the money. Yeah, the nonprofits. To, to make this happen, and uh, they didn't do anything else. They just took the money, put these people in these dilapidated hotels, and said, see ya. And then these crazy people ran wild. Many of the nonprofits are criminal operations. And, and by the way, these are not stupid people running these nonprofits. These are not stupid people working in government. They know the racket. They know what's going on. And and there's there's politicians and activists who feed the beast by creating tax revenue, manipulating donors, manipulating all of us into feeling guilty, to feeling sad, like we owe these people something. It works. I mean, that's why I spend time on the Nextdoor app. And when a homeless issue comes up and I see that there's 150 comments, I read the comments because it's a little window into people's minds, right? What do they think? How do they feel? People are so emotionally manipulated and guilty and ignorant. It's like, hey, no, it's no wonder they vote for billions in taxes. They, they, these people, and they're living in rich homes on the West Side, and they feel guilty as hell about it. And it's like, yeah, take some of my money. Please, please, look at these people suffering. I feel so bad for them. They write this all day. They write it 10 times a day. They don't know that, that they're being taken advantage of by these, these criminal organizations masquerading as nonprofits, masquerading as government agencies. Yeah. It's, it's just one big scam is what it is. Oh, boy, there's a picture of uh, Mission Hotel resident Anthony Alexander said a cat jumped into his window knowing there would be mice to catch in his room. Oh, my God, he's sitting on, I, I guess it's like a cot. But the the blanket he's on is so disgusting. There's garbage all over. No wonder you have mice. There's a can of Raid on a table. 
but he's got trash and filth mm. everywhere in this room. He's like a fat guy with a beard. He's just sitting there on the bed. And you look at the table and there's a bottle of uh, log cabin syrup and a little cereal. And oh, my God. You would be, a few people said that in the story. I'm not going here. I'd be better off in the streets than living in one of these hotel rooms that looks like this. Because they also interviewed some people that have disabilities, wheelchairs and walkers, and they weren't yeah. getting any help either. Yeah, here's a quote. I moved in there, and the kitchen sink had human bleep in it. Yeah, and the hotel saw that. And the yeah. hotel has black mold. So we said, screw that. We started sleeping in the streets. Yeah, that was the one quote I read. This is quite a read. It's a very long story. Maybe I'll try to get through the whole thing. But uh, uh, it's rare when you get a media outlet, particularly in San Francisco, to do a story as clear as this about and, how horrible it is in these uh, homeless hotels. And all the stupid saps in San Francisco, I'm sure they had their own version of our uh, Proposition HHH. They had their own version of that. They're all paying an extra half percent tax on something in order to fund this monstrosity. And, and 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 this has been going on for years, and finally somebody does a report on it. All right, we got more coming up. John and Ken, KFI, that photo of the, oh, fat, the guy fat guy with the beard in the hotel room? In in the hotel room in San Francisco, the homeless hotel. He says that the cats oh my come God. and uh, chase the mice around his room. Oh, I looked at it, and I wanted to vomit right away. I felt my lunch coming up. It's so gross. That is so oh. disgusting. And you know what I noticed is they, they, have, they have had... Uh, uh, dozens and dozens of inspectors go through there, and there's been 1,100 violations <laughs> that the inspectors have totaled, and it, it, it nobody nobody changes anything. They just make a lot of paperwork. 1,100, 1,100 violations they have found. Oh my God! They got brown water flowing from the sink, thick mold covering a room. Oh my God! This is so yeah, disgusting and so filthy. But I come back to the so same filthy. thing. Take care of yourself. This is what happens when you're going to rely on the lowest level of uh, relief There's a dead to get mouse. you a place to live. No one's, of course, in L.A., they're building $600,000, $800,000 apartments for people. Yeah, I know. Isn't it, that's what's crazy. You look, you look what happens when you let these people inside a building, what they do to the rooms, and then you're going to give them a $600,000 and $800,000 apartment. It yeah. shows you it's just pure corruption. It's just a complete, complete criminal racket that the that the city of L.A. and the city of San Francisco is running. Uh, we'll, uh, we're going to have more on the homeless later. There's a couple of other stories not emanating from San Francisco dealing with the homeless, including one that Caltrans has been given the go-ahead by a judge to clear out homeless encampments on their property. As you know, there are homeless encampments on Caltrans property all over the state. That would be like around the freeways and the highways and stuff. It's... The homeless tend to congregate there and <clears throat> plant the flag. We'll talk about that later. One of the weirdest stories coming out of the war between Ukraine and Russia this week is the fact that apparently there have been uh, satellite images captured of a key port in Crimea. You might be familiar with Crimea. That's the territory that the Russians took from Ukraine back in 2014. The U.S. Naval Institute assessed the images, and they have determined that Moscow has deployed trained dolphins to protect a naval base in the Black Sea from potential Ukrainian attacks. <clears throat> now, dolphins are very high on my hierarchy of creatures. I don't want to say animals, but they're mammals. So. They're, they're, uh, they're much smarter uh, than almost any other yeah. 
Dolphins animal. and whales are pretty smart. By the yeah. way, they're the same. They're from the same. Uh, yeah, you know, I mean, they're probably dolphins. smarter than a lot of people. Yeah. So uh, according to this story, uh, they found two transportable dolphin pens that were moved into this harbor in February, the same month that Russia invaded Ukraine. They may be used to try to prevent perhaps enemy divers from infiltrating the harbor and maybe sabotaging the Russian warships that are there. According to the Moscow Times, do you get that, John? I read that every now and then. It's better than the LA Times, or are they the same? It's the same. Uh, no, it's the same publisher. Russia has been training sea mammals since the Soviet era. In the late 60s, they used this port as a base to train dolphins and whales to engage in activities like looking for mines or even planting explosives. And That's this great. part's hard to believe. He corrupt dolphins. The Soviets trained them to kill underwater targets. They thought the program, though, kind of dissipated in the 90s as the Soviet Union fell apart. Dolphins and are it, so sweet and friendly, and the Russians actually corrupted them into being killers. Yeah, you know, they're trained. I guess if you feed them enough fish and just and treat them right, you can get them to do any kind of trick, which includes... Um, I, it says here, they denied a report that they had weapons attached to their heads to attack enemy divers. Like a little gun attached That's to the That's what I was head. wondering. I mean, are, are I think they... think it's a knife? What are, would it be? Are, are they booby-trapped? Oh, that would be... Uh, maybe they maybe blow they, up too? They, yeah. They, they, oh, they blow up not. if you ran into one? No. Oh. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. It just says diver uh, weapons attached to their heads. It doesn't say what the well, weapons well, are. Well, how would they, how would they uh, use the weapon? Right? They don't well, have hands. Well, if it's a hands. knife, you teach them to headbutt with the knife in their head and they could stab you. Right? That would be my thought. Well, that's Dolphins an idea. Dolphins butt up against people. They do that all the time. I bet it's you they were a there. friendly gesture, but if you have a knife attached to its head, it could start stabbing you. I bet you they were booby-trapped to explode. Well, I think your idea is probably more and effective. And then you just yes. got uh, dolphin bits everywhere. Oh, and then so the, the diver's like, oh, isn't this cute? A dolphin's coming to see me. And then yeah. boom. You pet the dolphin. Yeah, it's like a landmine. You touch the dolphin, <laughs> the dolphin and it explodes in your face, and uh, that's it. I like dolphins. Don't do this. I don't want to hear about them yeah, blowing up. No. Dolphins uh, have a dark side. Here's where they, they came up with some of this story. Uh, before Russia uh, took over Crimea in 2014, there's, a, there's an aquarium in this place. What is it pronounced? Sevastopol, uh, which at the time was part of Ukraine. And they were training dolphins, see, isn't this nice, to swim with children with special needs to dolphins were used in therapy sessions. However, when the Russians took over, reports is that they started to train the dolphins to, be, to get military training and to carry out work. Uh, yeah, to they, find sunken objects and enemy divers using their sonar communication systems. They perform intelligence operations. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there was a Russian colonel who did confirm to a Russian broadcaster just a couple of years ago, we have military dolphins for combat roles. We're not going to cover that up. We have a center for military dolphins trained to solve various tasks from analyzing the seabed to protecting a stretch of water. They could even kill foreign divers if we had them do that. Or they can attach mines to the hulls of ships. Ah, really? There you go. Oh, wow. They put the mines on the ships because the dolphins not only can dive deeply, they have special sonar communication systems in their little brains. Yeah. And so they're really, they're more effective at underwater detection than any major technological advancement that humans have come up with. So you could give them a, a mine, right? And they can carefully put it in their mouth and carry it and put, attach it to a ship? Or... Uh, get this. Deborah's crowd is protesting. 
Oh, well. I think they should. You know why? Saying that the Dolphins don't have the ability to volunteer. Make a choice. That's yep. right. They don't. They don't have a choice in the you're, matter. You're a no, big believer. It's probably in, just in, a reward system. You just feed them more fish, and they're excited, and they'll do whatever you want. <laughs> go, go, blow up that ship. Okay, okay. Dolphins. I'm afraid, Deborah Mark, though, are not vegan. They, they are pescatarians. Right? I know. I, I look. I have plenty of friends and family that are not vegan, and I love them. Really? Yeah, but the dolphins are eating up all the other little uh, fish. In the I sea. like dolphins. Okay, they're murderous. I, do, you know what? They're, they're, it's okay. I make an exception. They're sometimes. all serial killers. Yeah. All the animals you love are, are, end up murdering other animals. Aren't dolphins mammals, so they're not technically fish? Yes, they are mammals. Yeah. Right. They eat the fish. But they eat fish, yes. They love tuna. Mm. Yeah. That was what, remember the Japanese were killing some dolphins because they were, when they were, oh, they were those, trying to catch the tuna. They were competing with the dolphins. Those big stupid nets that they would use. I wish yeah. we didn't have any animals that uh, were consumed by people, you know? That's really why the wish. little cans for years said dolphin safe mm -hmm. tuna. How come it's all right for the animals to eat other animals, but we can't eat the animals? Good point. Because we're supposed to be better than them. Yeah. And we're in a higher life form. Well, I, don't, I, don't, I can't believe that. <laughs> not you. Uh, he tears into his bloody yeah, steak. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We got more coming up. John and Ken Show. Deborah Mark has the news. KFI AM 640. It's never been more important to diversify your financial portfolio. Well, that's right. The S&P is down 20% from the last year, and this year looks even worse. Gold and precious metals offer a hedge against inflation and stock market volatility. And Legacy Precious Metals is the company Ken and I trust. Protect your retirement account by rolling it into a gold-backed IRA or have metals shipped directly to your door. Call our friends at Legacy Precious Metals today at 866-691-2173. Or visit buylegacygold.com. When it comes to a thriving career, everyone could use a little support, especially when it comes to transitions. At LHH, we're committed to personalized support, insights, and resources that lead to more job opportunities. No matter what role a professional has in your organization, our services offer an experience that fits each individual. And for organizations, LHH provides consultative support and guidance through the entire outplacement or career transition process. It's outplacement reimagined. Visit LHHtalent.com today. Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at legalshield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists, like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Jen. Jackson, Kids, Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. 
Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.